Breaking news. I am willing to put my name in the hat to be the ambassador of Los Angeles to the whole world. I love Los Angeles, I always have. I love the terrain, I love the mountains here. They're amazing, I love the hills through the city. Um, I, I just love it, but I'll tell you one of the things I love most about it, it is the diversity of people. Um, for years they have said that Los Angeles has the second largest population of many, 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 many countries outside of their own country. Uh, so their, their capital city is the largest, and then LA's grouping of Ethiopians and Eritrea and uh, whatever. And um, in, the, in a time where we're hearing, sadly to me, in this country, um, the desire on the part of some, perhaps many, to exclude people, to exclude immigrants, to exclude, exclude people that don't look like whatever us is, um, it saddens me because I think the, the strength and the beauty is this richness of culture, this richness of seeing things in different ways and saying things in different ways and eating in different ways and all, the, all this wonderful diversity, wonderful diversity. And that's what I hear in these scriptures today. You know, the Jews, um, as far back as I can remember, all through the Old Testament, there was always this covenant relationship with God, and God only had it with the Jews. And so there were two types of people on the earth, the Jews, the chosen ones, and then other, Gentiles. So you're either a Jew or a Gentile. What a world. And not only that, uh, how weird to be seen as other rather than included. And yet, that seems to be um, maybe the description from the Jews, because God speaks in many places strongly here in Isaiah today that all the nations are welcome, all the nations are invited, all the nations can come to the holy mountain, all the nations can bring their gifts to the altar, all the nations, as long as they are recognizing their God and and responding and opening up to his presence and his call and his rules, whatever, in their lives. So today, uh, that's the message that we hear, that all are included. Um, I wrote on the Facebook page this morning because I, I thought of, of um, these things you see on television or movies or these plots that say, you know, everybody is welcome to the club, but if you get in the club, you better follow all the rules. Um, but this is not, from God's point of view, a one-day membership, a one-day pass. God is saying all are welcome. All are welcome. So Jesus comes along in John's gospel, the latest gospel, and he adds a message, I think. He talks about the testimony that John has given, and it was a bright light. It was a light that everybody who was hearing the message was coming to appreciate and understand precisely because of John. Precisely because of John. But he says, there's one greater than John now. And this testimony is not just a human testimony. This testimony comes from God. And God is pointing to the works that I do in the name of God. And Jesus calls the testimony to himself. He is the one who testifies to this truth. When we listen to this word of God, I find it exciting to hear of so much inclusion. 
And I wonder if we, again, appreciate that. I, I, I know mentally, intellectually, we, we all would say, yes, we're Christian, we're Christian Catholics, or whatever, whatever faith. And we have our relationship with our God. Wonderful. But, but to say that intellectually and to appreciate is completely different. For example, um, I've never had a child, but but, you know, you can have children and uh, what is around 17 or 18, maybe, when they have their big uh, fight with daddy or, or mommy, you know. How come I have to do it this way? I'm 18 now. What are you saying? And, and daddy or mommy says, look it. Who fed you for the last 18 years? Who gave you all the education for the last 18 years? Who put clothes on your back and a bed that you could sleep in? Who did all of this? Where did it come from? From us from us. And I think sometimes a mommy and daddy long to hear words of appreciation. But I realize that that's what happens in 1718, the big, uh, the big conflict. But usually, I, I've often heard this said that you know, at 18, 19, people are saying, my parents don't know anything. They're so old-fashioned. They're like from their old country. They don't know anything. But around 22 or 23, after they get out on their own and struggle a little bit, come back and say, boy, how much my parents have grown in the last few years. They finally uh, come to understand. It's so nice when, I suppose, parents experience the appreciation of their kids as they grow into adulthood and realize how much they've been given, how much they've been blessed. And I think the same is true for us as, as uh, followers of Jesus. Do we really appreciate what we have been given? Do we really appreciate the power and the meaning of the cross? Do we really appreciate the love and forgiveness that flows from such an awful, awful place? Awful place. And do we really appreciate when it begins to seep deep into our spirits and, and we find ourselves loving in the same way or forgiving in the same way? All the time? Probably not. But even when there are moments, uh, how extraordinary that we could love in the face of hatred and forgive what seems sometimes like unforgivable. But that's the invitation that we get. And as we come now into the fourth week and get real explicit language about Mary and about the coming of the birth, uh, we're being asked to intensify that desire in us, not so much to be included, we already have been included, but for us to include that message and that life that comes from the Christ. Please stand. <laughs>